This is true. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. Mm. (laughs) And today, I'm super excited because I have one of my favorite and one of the sexiest people I know, Tina Dietz. (laughs) And today we're going to talk about embodiment of pleasure and business. Yeah. Before we get into this juicy conversation, for everybody who doesn't have that happens to be listening and that doesn't know who I am, I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess with the mostest, and I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist, a BDSM wellness specialist, a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics, and a pro dominatrix. That's right, I like to spank people. <laughs> Yay! All right, Tina, tell us all about why you're so spectacular. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Well, let's see. You and I met a little over a year ago now, although it feels like lifetimes. And uh, we met through an organization called the Evolutionary Business Council, um, which is all about collaboration and um, people who want to leave the world kind of a better place than they found it. So we certainly both fit into that category. And um, so I I own a company called Twin Flame Studios, where we basically um, take authors and experts and entrepreneurs and work with them to get their voice out into the world, get their message to thousands and thousands of people. And we do that using audio. Because when I came into this world, I decided two things very early on. One was that any flat raised surface was a stage. And the other thing was, is that I never met a microphone I didn't like. So those two things have colored um, my entire life, although it took me until I was over 40 to actually really that really to sink in um and for me to understand what i could what i could bring to people in the planet to to have that happen so we work with podcasting like with you mm-hmm. and with audiobooks and also with something called vocal leadership which is really having getting in tune with your inner voice having it match your outer voice and then taking that outer voice out into the world and being highly effective meeting people where they're at beautiful all right so what do you want to talk about today like we talked about i know i i was called to you know have a conversation about embodiment of pleasure and what that means and for i thought it would be a really fabulous idea to talk about your experience into that and how it's affected your life, your business, everything that goes along with that. Um, And then for me to share a little bit about my, you know, embodiment of how I'm the ethical pleasure seeking fairy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to go first? Well, I think, I think, you know, one of the reasons we talked about doing this together was because we have worked together in various capacities and the work that I've done with you um, as a client has actually made an absolutely tremendous difference in a lot of aspects of my life. And, and the, the one that I didn't expect necessarily was in my business or, you know, my relationship, my relationship to myself. Um, you actually helped me through um, a period where I was 
um, my body was changing very quickly. I was going through health things. Um, I was going through the end of a 20 year marriage, um, all, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, and kind of coming back into myself as I guess what I would call a sovereign being, um, they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of giving away, which is an ongoing process I might add. So, um, <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, the way I, think that that journey made such an incredible difference. And a lot of that had to do with allowing pleasure, which is something I'm still learning to to grow inside of and remember to keep in my life. I'm so used to working hard. I'm so used to kind of barreling my way through and with my, you know, my Taurus horns, just like, you know, bull in a China shop, so to speak, getting it done. And then not leaving room for pleasure, but the total opposite of that is what you taught me, which is focusing on pleasure and making what I'm doing on a daily basis more pleasurable. And that had a, has had a direct relationship on my vitality, on my mood, and it's actually had a direct impact on my income. Um, and I think, didn't you and I actually say we want to do some kind of a study where we want to like the percentage of pleasure in your life and the income in your life and to actually see across the board of the scales? Because I know that's certainly been um, a, a, a big one for me. I think we could definitely um, map out the amount of pleasure in my life income ratio in the last year for sure. And it, and it is so, it's, it's so interesting because I think, yeah, we could totally, we should do that. I think we should, we should drop into like, all right, who wants to sign up for yeah. our little adventure? Exactly. <laughs> right? So the more pleasure you, this is the, the concept, okay? The more pleasure mm-hmm. you have, the more money you make. The less pleasure you have, the less money you make. So from my perspective, that's a way better business model. <laughs> it, way is a way, it is a way better business model. And, um, and, and this is interesting. I'd love your take on this. Um, this is something that I've actually just been experiencing because in the last six, eight months, um, tremendous increase in pleasure, tremendous increase in income till it actually hit a ceiling in the last month where I actually had a rubber band effect emotionally and found myself now I'm having dreams about not having enough money, about other people taking advantage of me for money. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like I've hit a wall of capacity, right? Like, oh, God. All right. What do we need to let go of now? And these things usually have a pattern, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I didn't mention is I actually have a background. I'm a therapist by training. Um, do I use that in business every day? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yay. Um, and so I know this pattern pretty well. And it's this, the sense of being uncomfortable. And then the dreams come in and then I'm tired and then I'm cranky. And But it's like that all rises up until I can actually figure out, wrap my hands around what the hell is up my ass basically. And then it's coming up to be cleared. But I'm in this phase right now where I'm not exactly sure what that is yet. yet. But I noticed that this rubber band effect, all of a sudden I'm back into pleasure denial. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The last week and a half, no sales. Yes. And it's, it's, 
it's so, it's so fascinating because it, it yeah. works. That's how it works. Right. It's like, we, it's like, especially in the realm of like pleasure, you know, like what happens is that we're like, we come in, we have our shit. We have our, like, you know, our big stuff about our denial of our pleasure. We're not worthy of pleasure. There's no time for pleasure. These are all the thoughts that we have, right? Or pleasure wasn't safe if there was trauma. Like there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of pieces around that. And then we lean in. And this is what I see often with many of my clients. We lean in, we clear out the shit. We like embodiment this new way of being that I'm like this pleasure. I deserve pleasure. I'm this pleasure God, this pleasure goddess. And then everything starts to go fantastic. More sex, more orgasms, better relationships across the board, all across the board. If you're an entrepreneur, all of a sudden you start be ma- you start getting clients, you start making money, like it, it goes. And then it hits this plateau of like, all right, now we're going to go to that next lever- level. What's the next level of, you know... I'm not worthy of pleasure. So then we kind of feel like we drop back down into being in that place that we used to be. And you're like, oh, it's not working. Why isn't it working? It was totally working. Like three weeks ago, it was like working. I was on fire. I was orgasmic. Everything was fantastic. (laughs) And now like, why is this happening to me? And then often I usually get a phone call. Either two things happen. I get yelled at. You did doesn't work. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then the second thing is, is like, why isn't it working, Gaia? And then we drop in again to then sorting out, okay, well, what's that new level? It's like an onion. It's like, what's the new layer now that now that we've healed that that layer that we just did, now we go, now we have the skills, the tools, the safety, and we're ready to go deeper in. And so we go into the next layer and then we have the spiral and we have this wonderful effect. Everything's great, blah, blah, blah. And then when you hit that ceiling again, it means that it's time to go into that next layer. And I think that's really important when people are doing any kind of work, whether it's about sex, relationships, pleasure, uh, healing, work around money mindset, like all of it works that way. It's like very rarely can we go from, we zero to the core issue and clear it all out completely out like it's like human nature we need to like do a little bit and then we need to do a little bit more and then we do a little bit more and so it's this dance that we need to do and it's a lifetime journey of this dance and each time we do this beautiful dance we get into a deeper and a juicier and a more orgasmic space but it's that journey. It is completely that journey. And the the more I've found that the more you go, the more you recognize the patterns. Most of the time, the faster you move through it, unless yes. you like go to sleep and all of that. And then you're more likely to go back and at least I, I would hope that other people like myself would like, oh, you know what? Time to schedule another session with Gaia. Yeah. It's been a while new layer, new level. And the opportunity is, can you get yourself to, let me speak for myself, can I get myself to looking at it like, okay, there might be some temporary suckage in here, not the fun kind. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, what's going to be past this? Because I know intellectually that what 
on the other side of it is something even better. Mm -hmm. But no matter how many times I've gone through it, no matter how much I've helped other people go through it in their businesses and whatnot, there's still that human lizard brain, monkey mind, oh my God, I've got to die. Um, that happens in, in all of that, but you know, the practice, right? It's practice like anything else. And, you know, and like I said, this is why your calendar is open on my computer. Yeah. (laughs) Go team, go. Go team, go. (laughs) Team pleasure in the house. That's right. So I love that. And, and I think one of the things that I just wanted to say, like when you were talking, I was getting like this kind of download, which was, what if, what if we saw those kind of non-fun, sexy, suck times, right? The, the struggle times. Maybe, what if we looked at it from a new perspective of that, how can I find the pleasure in this growth? Hmm. Right. So instead of that cycle of like, oh, it's spectacular. Oh, I'm going to die. Oh, it's spectacular. Oh, I'm going to die. What if we were like, oh, it's spectacular. And oh, look, I'm feeling like I'm going to die. What's that all about? And like leaning into that space of that the struggle and the growth is actually something that is part of the journey and can be not something that we dread but something that is an indicator of excitement because it's like, Oh, I get to go to the next level. This is what this means is I get to like, I'm level, I'm leveling up in this moment instead of dropping into that old pattern and that old belief system that, Oh, Oh fuck. This is going to totally fucking suck for the next, however long. Right. So that's the question that I ask is like, what if, and, and I say this, what if, and if people are listening, they're like, uh, Gaia, you've lost your fucking mind. I can honestly say that that's how it works for me. When I'm going into this place of transition, my, that, that old lizard brain was like, oh, God, <laughs> this is going to suck. Like the, that minute that my body goes into that, my thought goes into that, my energy goes into that, I'm like, wait. And I stop. Like I actually consciously stop and I'm like, wait, how can I find pleasure in this and how can I make this easy? Because that's what for me, my personal journey around pleasure is about a constant choice on a daily basis, sometimes depending on the day, moment to moment choice about choosing a pleasure filled, easy life. And that everything that I do, I can move from that place of ease. Even those places that technically shouldn't feel easy. It's about how do I move into it? Do I move into it as, all right, this is the process. This is how it's going to be. It's all good. Or do I be like, oh, I don't want to go in there. And, uh, and you're whole, you're like resisting the process when because there's that resistance, mm-hmm. there's the, it's, it makes it feel struggling and challenging. Yeah, it feels it even more. It, what you're saying, Richard, reminds me of um, something one of my mentors, Satyan Raja, talks about, which is death's invitation. I think this might be also a Sufi thing as well, that if we look as death as an invitation and we examine it and we're, we know that it's there, death is always there. 
Mm-hmm. It's always there. It's always a possibility. Being alive is a fragile thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that was not there, would we actually feel alive? It's mm-hmm. the contrast. It's the contrast that actually makes us feel alive. So if we were to shift the context here and, you know, when that place of, because there really is a spot in that lizard brain that is threatened by death. Yes. Whenever we're faced with change. Yes. Change equals death in certain parts of our brain, that evolutionary spot. That's, I mean, really, can we please freaking evolve? (laughs) Oh, damn it. Um, But you know, this could be a power, this could be a powerful context change when, because we always know the way we feel. There's a moment where you get a certain feeling and it's like, that's the feeling that is not good. This is the trigger feeling of, hmm, it's a certain kind of energy. It's a certain kind of feel as you're walking through that day or the fog in your forehead or whatever it is, heavy limbs. What if we actually, like you said, short circuit that process and go, okay, this is the contrast. I'm being invited because I'm being threatened with a sense of some, some part of me is going to die uh-huh. so that I can evolve and I can live even better. It's not a real death. It's a death of a piece of identity. It's a death of the past. Uh-huh. But and we can find the se- And we can find the sexiness in that. Like for mm. me, everything's about the arousal, right? It's all about the arousal. It's arousal. Absolutely. It's arousal, right? So to me, it's like, oh, this means I get to go on this next level. I get to up, up, level up, which means that that means more orgasms and better orgasms. <laughs> and where are all those going to live? Yay. Right? So that's... <laughs> Gaia Morza, seen here in a state of constant low-level orgasm, occasionally high-level. there it is but that's what that means for me and so for me when I'm dropping into those places that's the the override right the the override from the panic and the terror and the fear and the inaction that that happens to oh this just means that I get to have more orgasms this means that I get to explore more possibilities. This mm-hmm. means I get to make more money. This means like, it's like, what are all, these are all the possibilities that are, can happen. And instead of the possibility being scary, the possibility being arousing. And I think that's the piece that I, one of the pieces in, for me anyways, in, in my work that I do of how I move in the world is that taking that, reframing that anxiety to excitement Yes. Right. And then reframing excitement to orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like exactly like when I when I went hang gliding, I kind of almost died a couple times like it was. But I was like, this is fucking awesome. Right. There's the adrenaline rush. There's the, the sense of averting death. There's the, all of that. And, and that's, that's what makes us feel alive as, as human beings. So exactly. why not, why, why not endeavor to embrace it? Yeah. Okay. So tell me about how your pleasure embodiment shows mm-hmm. up in your daily work life. Let's, let's go into like, let's go into some like logistical juicy stuff. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's see. One of the things that I um, do is I do have a, a pretty busy schedule most days. I also have uh, two teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, 
and you know, life is very, very full, but I have endeavored over the last six months to move my time so that my days can be more in what are my natural flow, what feels more delicious to me. So my mornings, I don't actually usually start on work as much as possible until about 10 a.m. And that morning time is my time to either, you know, spend, spend time in bed with meditation, spend time in bed with my partner in, in more uh, sexual pleasure, or just an intimacy, being close with each other. It's my time to go for a swim or go to the gym, um, to go out to breakfast, the things that I find nourishing and, and helpful and kind of settling uh, in my mind. And then my days are fairly intense between like 10 a.m. and 6 or 7 p.m., fairly nonstop. But on a couple of days of the week, I don't take any phone calls. And those are the days where I, I allow myself to, to dive in more into strategy, which I find deeply pleasurable, into reading, into moving through creating new projects and new products and thinking and all of that. And sometimes that's done in another location. Sometimes that's done, um, you know, over, you know, food and drink because I'm, I really am a foodie. I enjoy the texture and the feel of, of different tastes and, and texture. So I just repeated myself, but that's what happens. Um, we also, um, my partner Robin and I, he and I have instituted a practice called beach days. And at least every couple of weeks we go on a beach day, which is where we don't always go to a beach, but being in Florida, that is an option. Mm -hmm. um, we go somewhere we enjoy that has this combination of restaurants and shops and nature and places to walk and usually body of water, mm -hmm. springs or a beach. And the day is spent in a flow between doing some focused thing of, of work, um, writing a chapter of a book, revamping the website, um, creating. We actually, we went to St. Augustine a couple of weekends ago. And we ended up doing a planning session for three hours in a martini bar. And neither of us are much of a drinkers, but so we're lightweights. So we did tipsy financial planning. <laughs> nice. Which worked for us in a lot of ways, in, in all the ways it can. We didn't make any final decisions or move any money around in that state. But we had an absolute blast basically flirting over martinis and working on, a, I kid you not, a spreadsheet. Nice. Okay, seriously. And then when this whole thing progressed into, you know what, to hell with it, we're getting a room. Mm -hmm. And going out to dinner and then having a whole other conversation about um, a mastermind we're doing and what we're going to do in it, and turning it on its head. And we had all these ideas, listening to live music, walking along the beach, the whole nine yards. And, and that's the type of thing that we've started to incorporate. And it is uh, one of our intentions and goals to basically have that turn into essentially um, daily life with the exception of martinis because I can't drink every day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's fantastic. So those are all of the non, a lot of the non-sexual pleasure possibilities. Yes. 
where does the juicy vagina come in <laughs> in your daily life? Come on. Okay. Yes, well, yes, yes. well, there's a, there's a, there, there is a lot of, of morning sex that has added into the schedule, which yes. was not something I actually, um, even would consider. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes my lunch break is, um, not me eating. <laughs> and um yeah exactly and then there actually are entire uh days um on the on the weeks where you know i do not have my children where we may actually spend an entire entire 24 hours almost entirely in in or around bed and um it uh and and engaging in a lot of sensuality i mean usually it's moving from the bed to the pool to the hot tub to a restaurant back to bed again <laughs> or something like that. And that's not something I ever would have allowed myself to do even, you know, six months ago, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's made a, an absolutely tremendous difference. And and a lot of it has to do with um, in experiencing that much more pleasure in my daily life, sexual pleasure, sensual pleasure, you know, the kind of the whole nine yards, allowing myself to choose what feels good for me, mm-hmm. um, it, what it's brought up. And now this is part of this next level up that's, that's coming forward is that I also, all a bunch of things that I thought I needed to do, and this is the really important part, that I thought made me special as an expert, I actually see that they can be done by other people and I'm excited about them being done by other people. However, that actually may be what's going on here. I am going to, in order to level up, have to let go of these tasks and let go of the notion that I'm the quote unquote only one who can do them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation about I know, right? you know, control and we can bring in BDSM into that conversation. Oh. <laughs> Surrender. Absolutely. That's our next talk. That's our next talk. <laughs> Spanking is a business development technique. It yes, is. It, it is. is. <laughs> okay. I want to go to that conference. Well, Let's no. do it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's, Let's do make it. that conference. <laughs> Let's make that conference. <laughs> you thought that retreat was good? Look at this one. Exactly. Um, and I, I love that. I love those pieces of how, you know, you're moving in this place of respect of your flow, creating your work around those spaces and those places about you dropping in. So some of the things, so in all fairness, because you shared your juiciness, it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my workday has a lot of masturbation breaks. That, that's, you know, I dance, so I'll like have dance breaks, and then I have whack-off breaks. <laughs> and if I happen to have a lover around, I'll have some sex breaks, right? So, but it's it's really making sure that for me, it's about staying in that energy of 
life force, creative yeah. space, right? That frequency, not getting into the, the frenzied energy and the, the go, go, go and the push and the hard and this is struggling instead of being like, this is fun. I got music on, I'm singing, I'm dancing, I'm coming, you know? And if I'm doing a task, and this is really important for all of our listeners, if I'm doing a task that I can't seem to find the sexy in, like contract writing is not one of those places that I really enjoy doing. I will throw out a pair of vibrating panties. Oh yeah. The vibrating panties, the vibrating panties, mm -hmm. because the vibrating panties can make anything a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Including doing your taxes and contract writing. <laughs> nice. Right. And so it's about that choice, right? It's all about that. We can, and, and if all of our listeners, they're like, what are you girls even talking about? Like, do you guys even work? Like what happens? Like, it sounds like all you do is like have fun and have sex and like have orgasms all over the place. That is true. That is what we're doing, but we're also working while it's happening. Yeah. And I think that's an important piece that we, we really move from that. The major blockage that I see with people is the piece of, I will play and have pleasure after I'm done work. Yes. Instead of my work is my play and my pleasure. And if there's anything I can leave anybody with, that is the piece, that, that mindset to really drop into that place of, do I feel like, oh, I'm going to get, once I get this done, then I can go have this pleasure break. Once I get this done, then I can go on vacation. Once I get this done, it's always the once I get this done concept, and then we get to have celebration and joy in our lives. That's where we run into major, major problems. Because the truth is, we never get it all done. No. no there is ne there's, there's never a, okay, so that's all done. Now let's go play. That's not a, that's not a thing. That actually never happens. No, I, think, I think that I think that actually comes from like elementary school where mm -hmm. you, you know, work and then you had lunch and then you work and then you had recess and everything was very boxed off. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, it's that flow and that dance that you're talking about. And I find myself, you know, still falling back into those old patterns sometimes and I need structures around me and I need reminders and, um, and refreshers and occasional kick in the ass to <laughs> remember. It's like, no, it's okay. You actually can have this in your, in the flow of the day. You don't have to have, you know, one or the other. Yeah. It's, it, that's a choice. Yeah. That's a choice to do that. Well, and I think too that, another piece of why people drop into that is because they don't really like their lives. Mm. And so they're afraid that if they play first, they'll never stop playing and they'll never actually drop back into the, the world of their work world, their That's business world. Right. And so there's this fear that if I play, then I won't do my work because all I want to do is play and all I don't want to actually work. Well, if that's what's feeling, if that feeling's going on with you, then, you know, the truth is that that means that something's going on in the fact that you don't really like your life, mm -hmm. right? And that's something that needs to be, the light needs to be shone on. There's so that piece of like, if you're not loving your life, including all of the pieces of your life, 
then it's time to heal and work on how do I need to recalibrate, reevaluate, do something different so that you can be like, I can work because I love my job and I can play and go have orgasms because I love that. And I'll come back to work because I do love work. So I can do that as well. And I think that's that big piece. It's like, I, th- I think that's, I think that's a huge piece. And, and when you're just coming to the realization of that in your journey, and I, and I remember this for myself, it can seem like an overwhelming task. Like it, you feel like I have to change my life and I have to do it all at once and right now. And that never works and it's not doable. But just to, just one one thing, one area, one shift, one change. And of course, I, I you know, I'm going to be the first one, and I admit I'm an extrovert, uh, to, to reach out, mm-hmm. you know, to, to find like-minded people, um, to, to reach out for, for help. Um, you never know where it's going to lead you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely never know when it's going to lead you. I never imagined that this would be the company that I would own, that I would have the life that I'm having right now, and that I would be like, oh, yeah, orgasm break. I'll be back in 20 minutes, you know? <laughs> it's not something I thought was going to be scheduled into my day. Um, and would I change it? No. No. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. And, and in my world, because of what I teach, it's, it's totally doable for me to say, I'm sorry. No, I can't see you because I have to have sex. That's my sex. That's my scheduled sex time. I'm sorry. You know, I can't see you on the weekends because I'm busy having sex all weekend. Right. In my world, people kind of expect that from me because of what I do. But it's beautiful to hear about you being like, no, I have these scheduled spaces. I have this that, that, that you wouldn't, wouldn't give that up for the world now that you have that in your world. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's a struggle. But I, what I'm learning is that if I do abdicate the pleasure in favor of pushing forward and striving and willing things forward, um, there is a backlash. And I was so used to it before, I didn't really notice it. As a matter of fact, it wasn't until my health really started to break down in a major way that I really even had an inkling of how far I had gone in terms of the burdens I was carrying and the pushing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually something that a couple of um, my mentors last week that I was talking to, a couple of my coaches came and said, asked me this question, which is, you know, what would your life be like and who would you be if you weren't pushing all the time from your will and you really were to drop back into just being? And that in, you know, there's no, there's no coincidences. There's no mistakes. Um, it is kind of, is blowing my mind. <laughs> And dovetails very beautifully with this whole conversation around control, letting things go. What if I'm not special? Um, you know, all, all of that, that, that goes into shifting another level of identity. And I'm, I'm grateful because I've been through this pattern a gazillion times at this stage of the game. Uh, and at the same time, uh, I have to laugh at the humanity of it because I'm still, you know, whining about it. <laughs> However, 
while we're on this conversation, you're doing really well. It's not, it's not so much whining. No, Congratulations. No. No. You know, I try to only whine behind the scenes. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we'll, I'll be seeing you. You'll be booking a session soon. Of course. This is why I'm here. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay, so what is the one thing? Actually, what are your three major things that you noticed since you started working with me that has changed significantly in your life in concrete things? So one has actually been, and this is very, very fundamental. This is basic. Um, one of the things you and I actually worked on is a sense of safety. And uh, I do have actually a substantial amount of trauma in my past. And as much work as I've done on that over the years, we are, it does come in layers. And the more I step out into the world in prominence and being in the public eye and all of that, things come up. Mm -hmm. Another layer comes up. And so um, I had some massive breakthroughs with you in the area of feeling safe and being, being able to create safety for myself, not environmentally, but internally. And so moving in the world in a, in a feeling safe in my body, feeling safe in my, in my world, um, and not kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop all the time. So that's one. Um, the, okay. Yeah. Hold on. We, we got to give a Yes. Okay. Go. Okay. So um, the other, uh, a second area is, um, I have more than three. Um, another area is just embracing being a sex goddess and embracing that sexuality and sensuality in all aspects of my lives and dovetailing with the safety, feeling safe and feeling okay, being sensual, being self-expressed, being sexy, um, wherever I am in the world. And it's not a, but in an ethical, consensual way. And that was the distinction I had been missing. Um, and so bringing that distinction in that you brought in really, really helped me to parse that for myself mentally and emotionally. And so um, that has been very freeing and um, made it much easier for me to express myself in a lot of situations um, in, in, in terms of my charisma and magnetism in, in public events and things like that. I've always been kind of limelight center of attention girl. But I'm not even, I don't even try a anymore. And it's just the right people seem to show up. Um, we already touched on the money thing. Um, like I said, my income has gone way up uh, in all of that. And I would also say that, um, oh, there was another one. It was a really good one too. Oh, I just went blank. Damn it. Damn it. Um, so, yeah, so safety. Um, oh, oh, receiving receiving. Um, so you and I did a couple of bodywork sessions when we got to be together in person. Most of our work has been virtual, but I did get to travel up to Waterloo and do some bodywork sessions with you. Holy Lord. Um, I have done a lot of transformational work in my life in the last even 30 years. I, mean, I started really young on therapy and transformational work. And those bodywork sessions, because they were both emotional, spiritual, physical, very, very integrative. Um, I, the experience I had of that, and it was like having a new body. 
by the time we were by the time we were complete with that. And uh, I remember the second session, I feeling kind of hollowed out, not in a bad way, but it was just kind of tender, precious kind of way. And that space that I felt that opened up got filled with just a tremendous amount of light and lightness. Um, I had some things like some pain in my body actually disappear. And um it was it was just extraordinary. It was just extraordinary and and unexpected um, how how deep that work particularly went. And then, you know, opening up some channels for me to be able to receive on a on a deeper basis, which I think a lot of what I'm the wave I'm riding right now is all part of of what started several months ago with when you and I doing that body work. Yeah, that's 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 so amazing. And yeah, the body work we did was really spectacular. And and it was a very um, can I share a little bit? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, okay. So one of the beautiful things about this was an exercise in just saying no. Yes. And being able to say yes, so that exactly. you can say yes. Exactly. Right? And it was. You know, and it's so profound when we've not had most of us, and so that's an embodiment of this, right? Most of us have not had the space to own our bodies and to tell people that it's not okay to touch us when we don't want to be touched. Right. And because of that piece, what ends up happening is, is that we don't really know how to lean into the yes. We don't know how to really truly say, yes, I want this. Yes, I'm ready to receive this because we don't, we weren't taught that we could say no. And without that no, kind of going back to what we talked about, without fully being alive, we don't really know that we're fully alive unless there's that death part of it, the extreme, right? So if we can't say no, with that contrast, we can't truly say yes. And so just even being able to, without any consequences, to say, stop touching me. And person actually respecting that. And then saying, actually, I would like you to touch me. And then respecting that. That piece is so powerful. It was incredibly powerful. Unbelievably powerful. Uh, I mean, it blew my mind. I've done so much damn work. Like therapy and yoga therapy and EMDR. Like so much work. Right? And I have a great life. I'm super functional, right? And you put your hand on my foot and you're, and I'm supposed to say, stop touching my foot. What did it take me three minutes to be able to say, stop touching my foot? God damn it. Yes. Right. I, I had no idea. Yeah. No idea that was, that was even there. And the, the simple act of reclaiming my body is mine. Mm-hmm. was just, an, just extraordinarily powerful. And, and, um, and then of course, you know, as things kind of came up in the process, uh, emotions and feelings and thoughts and all of that, your ability to be with that and clear that with me um, so that I was left complete at the end of the session and um, is, is really, really important from a therapeutic perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yay us. <laughs> go team, go. Go team, go. <laughs> Okay, so 
Let's close. Is there anything that you feel that you want to share about pleasure and business and the embodiment of that and the embodiment of the work that you've done with me? Like anything that you want to leave anybody that you're like, you're. Well, actually, one of the things I'm curious about, and you did not tell me to say this, um, but I am genuinely curious because I am a business person and a marketer and I want to know, um, are you offering the pleasure leads to profit course? Are you still yeah. offering that? Yeah. So Pleasure Leads to Profit is a, now a self-study course. So you oh, can, perfect. It's, it's available for everybody all the time. And so, um, and we have some extra support. So while you go through the, the self-study course, um, you get some sessions with me to navigate, to, to deal with the stuff that comes up that needs to, to be dealt with. Um, so yeah, so Pleasure Leads to Profit. Perfect. Fantastic program. People go, go do that. For God's go, sake, go do that. Go do that. Jeez. Right. Um, yeah. And we have lots of other, like lots of juicy other courses. You have tons of courses. I am like a course. You are a course creating machine. machine. <laughs> I think I, I do still think that my favorite title though is Tantra for one. Cause I always feel like I'm in a restaurant. Tantra for one. For one. Tantra for yes. one. Which is a self-study course yeah. as well. That's available <laughs> for everybody. Um, and excitingly enough, today I have been building a new course. Really? Yes. What? Called Navigating Conscious Monogamy. Ooh. Interesting. Which you need to get into, actually. Apparently be, I do. It'd be very good for you and Robin to come and- That's right. Uh, we are that, consciously monogamous. This is true. Conscious, conscious monogamy. Mm -hmm. And so that I've been building that today, which is exciting. I've actually been really well behaved. Like I actually haven't created, this is the first new course that I've created in forever. I'm, I'm, well, yeah, forever for you being four months? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it shows tremendous restraint. But then again, this is what happens when you have this much pleasure in your life. You are a creation machine because exactly. you're so tied into the energy of creation. Exactly. Right. So it's the thing is that that's the, for me, creating, creating, creating is, is the, the byproduct of all these orgasmic, the orgasmic life that I lead, the, the exactly. way that I move. And so, so it is a restraint for me. It's, it's, it. It's like, it's, it's kind of restraint, restrictive for me. I'm like, what do you mean I can't create a course? <laughs> well, you know what? They didn't call it the Big Bang for nothing. <laughs> exactly. Right? We are essentially all beings living inside of the universe's orgasm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place to close, don't you? <laughs> I think that's a great place to close. Okay, so how can people get more... Tina time. So actually I want to give a shout out because Tina's, you know, talking about her work with me. I've been doing, I've done also work with Tina, um, being on the receiving end of her brilliance. And, you know, if you are an entrepreneur in any capacity, I highly recommend her. And if you're doing any kind of podcast voice, audio stuff, she is the woman that you want to spend time with to help that process and help you through that process and help you through that process with ease and compassion and fun and not from a place of stress and anxiety. The one thing I love, one of the many things I love about Tina is her ability to be really straight up and honest and not sugarcoat shit and not sell you something that you do not need. Mm -mm. So there's a big piece of trust, trust there with Tina. 
So if you really are like, okay, you know what? I want to do this. I want lean into this. I'm already leaning into this, but fuck shit ain't working. <laughs> I'd like to make this shit work easier or better. Come hang out with Tina. I'm pretty fun to hang out with. It's true. You are. You are fun yeah. to hang out with. Yeah. Both professionally. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So how can they get more of you? Spend more time uh, with you. Yeah, you can pop over to the website at twinflamesstudios.com. That's an easy place. You can also Google me, Tina Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z. I will pop up first. Uh, and you'll see a bunch of pictures of me because I'm out there. Um, and uh, same with all this, the social media. If you type in Tina Dietz or the Tina Dietz, I will very likely be the first result on there. So that's uh, the easiest places to find me. Twin Flame Studios for sure. Fantastic. And all of the details will be in the show notes, um, all the links. So you can, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm lazy, I don't even want to go searching for it. You just have to click a link. <laughs> um, you can find me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette or Empress Gaia for all your BDSM needs. And you can drop into succulentliving.com as well as empressgaia.com. And don't forget to subscribe to My Orgasmic Life on your favorite podcasting platforms because I'm everywhere. That's it. That's all. Mwah! Thanks for hanging out with us. And thanks, Tina, for being with me today. Oh, my pleasure, my dear. I love you. Love you too. <laughs>